there you go. Run to the finals podcast for Big League Magazine. We're actually at the finals, so there you go. We've run here. <laughs> we made it. We made it. Need to well, work out more. not all the sides made it, and certainly not all of us have made it here today. Maria Cialis, editor of Big League Magazine. Gone. Where is Gone. she? Pam Whaley, she, senior writer. She has been struck down by this horrible flu that everyone has, so I believe she is wrapped up in bed. Actually, rumours coming out of Big League Central suggest that she was on Mad Monday with the Bulldogs, <laughs> and therefore that is why she's feeling a little fluey. No, get well soon, Maria. We do hope that uh, that affliction, and we're not talking about your support of the Bulldogs, but your affliction, uh, you can shake that off very shortly. It is the Run to the Finals podcast for Big League Magazine. We are right here. Pam Whaley, the senior writer for Big League Magazine, is in. I'm Jimmy Smith. Uh, Pam, quickly, what caught the eye over the weekend? Um, a couple of things. Obviously, it was a pretty great um, final round, but I, you can't go past the storm. Just how well yeah. they're going at the moment, how well, well, well oiled. <laughs> just well oiled. How are they going to be pulled up? I have no idea. But the way that they celebrate their milestones and the significant things that happen in the club, I think, is really special. And the way they farewelled Cooper Cronk in his last, um, I guess, regular season home game. Should have stopped on the interview. Stop. <laughs> Do the interview, then go back to the fans. I'm being serious. Okay. I, you you want to criticise Cooper Cronk? Very hard to co- criticise Cooper Cronk, right? Right. Because he's like nobody because nobody's perfect. Um, but he was interviewing and, and just sort of slapping hands with the fans. But you're trying to serve two people then or two masters. Like, well, there's two stop. sets of fans, the ones at home and the ones there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So stop one and do the other. But. All right, that's it. I've never. That was. I, uh, I'm going to criticise Bambi ever again. Criticism <laughs> I've ever heard. I know. Scraping the barrel. It's, it's not the biggest issue in the game. <laughs> however, not. however, uh, the thing that caught my eye. It was a nondescript game at Leichhardt Oval, but to see Benji Marshall mm-hmm. and his family do the haka for Jeremy Marshall King after he played his first NRL game, I thought. Wow. And you could see the bottom lip start to quiver on yeah. Jeremy. I thought that's a great moment. It was lovely. I was out there for um, at Leichhardt when that happened and yeah. everyone was standing up just captivated mm. by it. It was beautiful and everyone had goosebumps. So I love when that happens. That's that's happened a, a couple of times. It's happened a couple of times at the West Tigers, I think, as well. Um, yeah. Manaya Sherrington, I think, after he made his NRL debut uh, as well. Yeah, yeah. Isaac Luke did it when they played down at Christchurch, was it? The Warriors played yeah, at Christchurch? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's happened family. a couple of times. Yeah. It's Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's get into the issues of the day. And, of course, the issues are the semifinals. And we're going to go game by game when we start talking about this a little bit uh, later on in the podcast. But, Pam, I wanted to get your thoughts on the semifinals. Uh, if we talk about a footprint, for the NRL, then three games in Sydney, not only three games in Sydney, three games at Allianz Stadium. Like ANZ Stadium doesn't even get a look in. And the one game in Melbourne. Coming from an administrator point of view, Mm -hmm. I would love to have seen, and it nearly happened with the Roosters nearly being beaten by the Gold Coast, Friday night, Broncos versus Roosters up at Suncorp. There's 40,000 plus. Mm -hmm. Saturday, it would have been... Uh, storm and then Saturday in Sydney it would have been manly. manly. If Dragons win, they'd drag a lot more people there than I think Penrith would have. Um, and then Penrith, Penrith v uh, Sharks on Sunday. Yeah. Well, I think. Well, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, isn't I it? It understand. would have been. It would have been fantastic to have a game in Brisbane and not have the three games at Allianz. But mm. having said that, I mean. That's just the way, just the way that it is. By the way, Allianz will host seven games over the weekend, so all four and our, um, sorry, 20s. NYC yeah. games are going to be there too. So, a lot of traffic. They've got the AFL next door on Saturday as well. Correct. So, yeah, 
anyone that's going out to that game, use public transport for sure because parking is going to be a nightmare. I guess you would have preferred a home semi-final at McDonald's Jones Stadium, right? Yeah, that would have been great. I mean, that would have been perfect. Maybe next year. Maybe next year. (laughs) You can finish sixth. We'll see. You finish sixth, home semi-final. It would be great. There you go. That would be great. Now, uh, one of the other big issues, and I know you're covering it in the the Big League magazine, is Matt Moylan. It, it, It came out early this week and it bubbled along and there's all sorts of theories and speculation out there. What's the latest you've got? Um, So the latest is that obviously he has um, taken some personal leave to kind of deal with some things. Mm. Um, But even though Phil Gould kind of came out and said, look, we're both 100% committed to each other. He's going to be here next year. There still seems to be a little bit of something bubbling along. So I'm not quite sure how much I believe of that. There was talk that Melbourne had approached him, I think at the start of the year and tried to entice him over um, or down. And by, by not, the way, put it on the record. He's a star. Absolute he's superstar. Out out Absolutely. Star. Yeah. And I think it's important to know. And I think it's important that he's taken some time away because you can see even superstars of our game struggle sometimes mm. with, with mm. things, whether it's responsibility, whether it's, you know, all of the spotlight that's on them. I think good on him for taking some time away and kind of getting his, getting his head right. But yeah, these, these talks that he's not going to be a Penrith, they're just a, it's it's not really going away. So um, yeah, I have heard Melbourne was going to be a a chance for him. I think he would be fantastic at Melbourne. Oh, Wouldn't he Can just be unreal? It? Also, Ivan Cleary at the West Tigers presentation night on Tuesday night said that if he became available, he would be interested in signing him. Obviously, they so worked the together. Seventh five eight that the West Tigers. Yeah, have exactly. <laughs> um, well, well, he would be a chance to play fullback, wouldn't he? Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, and that's that's his um, appeal, I guess now, because yeah, he can play those two two positions but really well. But apparently, he wants to play five eight. Does it go mm-hmm. further than a falling out with Anthony Griffin and or Phil Gould? And the other thing about yeah. it is, my understanding is that he's he's a very different personality. So mm-hmm. he's, a, he's one of those guys that keeps to himself. He's not, he, yeah. you know, his rehab's been disappointing um, because he's missed that sort of so that level of commitment that he found yeah. a couple of years ago to realise his potential. It hasn't quite been there either. Um, but if he is that type of character, and you hear all sorts of stories about he doesn't associate with the players at all, and why make him captain? I I wondered why they did in the first place. I un, I do understand their reasoning behind it. You know, he's at the time the best player in their team. Sure, local junior. He's the face of the Penrith Panthers. The, the thing about um, this is, though, Pam, um, yeah. when you talked last year to Phil Gould about who should be captain of New South Wales, he said Trent Merrin. Mm-hmm. It's like, but you haven't even got him but, captain of Penrith. Well. Yeah, exactly. I think that's just, I don't know. I didn't understand that either. That's mm. just crazy talk. But yeah, um, he obviously hasn't coped with it, mm. I think. Mm. But it's hard to know. I mean, people say, yeah, his personality is to stick to himself but um, and that he hasn't been as committed to his rehab and things like that. But you've got to be mentally right to commit to your, to commit to those things, to do everything right. And if you're not, mm. then your footy's going to suffer other parts of your life are going to suffer as well. So I think it is important that he that he gets himself right first and then he can get back to his best. So it was a real MM type of week. So Matt Moylan and Michael Maguire. Yes. Uh, Michael Maguire came out on Tuesday night. Uh, he would no longer be the coach of the South Sydney Rabbitohs after six, you would have to describe as successful years. You know, semi-final, yeah. semi-final, grand final win, semi-finals. Yeah. Okay, missed the last two. Yeah. Um, did this one take you by surprise? I know there was a little bit of talk around it uh, previously, but earlier today, or actually just now, 
We've had confirmation, probably the worst kept secret in rugby league, that <laughs> Anthony Seabold, one of his assistants, will be taking over as head coach. It didn't take me by surprise. I I think it was time for a bit of a change sure. because I think at the back end of the year, the Rabbitohs, they changed up their playing style a little bit. Mm. So they were kind of trying to run with the same formula that had been successful over, as you said, the six years that he'd been there or the five and a half or whatever. And then they tried to change it up a little bit and they saw some success with that. Yes. So it definitely was time for a bit of a change. I think that Michael Maguire, I heard that he was shocked about it, yeah. which is a bit upsetting, but he's not going to be lost to the game. You know what I mean? Like he he's going to go to another club. Well, potentially, I, yeah. and do some fantastic things because he's the right coach for a club and he was the right coach for the Rabbitohs when he came on board the, the and fun, obviously yeah. gave him so much success. They've got a shelf life. Some coaches, yeah. some coaches have a shelf life. Clearly Bellamy doesn't, clearly Bennett doesn't because <laughs> they can go long yeah. stretches, yeah. you know, uh, but some cl- coaches do have a shelf life. Like Jack Gibson never stayed anywhere longer than three years. Mm-hmm. That's just what, that was his own personal opinion. Yeah. But uh, the thing about Michael Maguire, the interesting thing about this is that he leaves the Rabbitohs' reputation intact. Yeah. Usually, if you're a sacked coach, then your reputation's in tatters because the team goes really poorly, or you know, whatever happens, you lose yeah. the dressing room. Or, you know, yeah. He actually leaves with his reputation intact, which is a significant thing because you're right. When you start looking at jobs overseas and whether he's open to that with a young family or or job, there's a job going at the Titans, mm-hmm. um, you start to think, well, okay, this is untarnished goods. Absolutely. So, so you know, I, I agree with you, Anthony Seabold. Okay, for those people who don't know, former London Broncos player, played in the Q Cup. Coached in the Q Cup, uh, has also been an assistant to Craig Bellamy mm-hmm. at the Melbourne Storm, to Trent Barrett for one year at the Manly mm-hmm. Seagulls, and then this year came across as assistant coach to uh, Michael Maguire at the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, has had head coaching experience briefly in the Q Cup, mm-hmm. but also has a life away from football in that he's uh, got a master's in education and has been a university lecturer, uh, especially around sports science. He loves his stats, yeah. from what I understand, loves his stats. So. Uh, he's a guy that's coming in. My only concern mm-hmm. is that if you look at the path trod uh, by Michael Maguire, assistant coach at Melbourne, went to Wigan, was a head coach, came back, had success with South Sydney. Yeah. Trent Robinson, assistant coach at the Roosters slash Newcastle, goes to Catalan, head coach for two years, comes back, has success yes. with the Roosters. That's the difference with Anthony Seabold. Yeah. Well, and that's and that's the thing. There has it. That's usually the path that's yes. taken with a great deal of success because um, going straight from an assistant coach to a head coach, it's very different roles. Totally. The expectations are a lot different. The demands are huge. Mm. The and non-football demands, if you want to. That's right. Taking well, you hear phone calls from journos, taking phone calls from board from the board of directors, taking mm-hmm. you know all that sort of stuff. And I mean, you hear that the coach. that the role of a head coach is about 20% actual coaching. The rest of it is man management. Uh So dealing with your players, knowing how to speak to them, knowing how to teach them, um, dealing with their concerns, blah, 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 dealing with the marketing department and the media department and the the board. Hey, we want access to the players. It's like, oh, come on. Yeah. So it's it's huge. But they obviously have full faith in him that Mm. he can do it. Um, Down at Melbourne, they had nothing but raps on him. He coached their under-20s down there as well. Um, And I think he was their defence coach for a while. Mm. Um, and we all know how good Melbourne's defence has been for many, sure. many years. Um, I think he was attributed with um, getting them into line there. So, 
yeah, it'll be very, very interesting. It'll be, um, yeah, interesting to have new blood, I guess, and see what see what he can do with these rabbitos. Absolutely. He's got a great roster to deal with. Good roster, improving roster with Dane Gagai coming in. The other mm-hmm. thing about it is I was lucky enough to sit next to him. I, I know Anthony a little bit. I sit mm-hmm. next to him. I sat next to him on the plane for an hour and a half coming back from State of Origin 1 after Queensland had won. Um, I was trying. I thought I might get a bit of sleep, but it was so fascinating <laughs> talking to him. I thought, no, don't worry about the sleep. This is interesting. Um, he made a really good point about the structures that they were playing there at South Sydney, mm-hmm. and at the end of a lot of those structure is Greg Inglis, right? Mm-hmm. And he wasn't. Yeah. You know, this year he wasn't there. Mm-hmm. So you have to understand with Michael Maguire's results for this year, he had a million dollars plus of his salary cap sitting on the sideline in the form yeah. of Greg Inglis. That's exactly right for the whole season. Yeah, and um, I think they still and. They showed a lot of fight. They showed a lot of guts, I guess, at yeah. the end. Um, so they were criticised a lot for um, not not firing at the start of the year and perhaps for where they finished up. But I think it's really good signs heading into next year. This is the Run to the Finals podcast. We're brought to you today by Isuzu Ute, the official automotive partner of the Rugby League World Cup 2017. Isuzu Ute is giving you the chance to win the ultimate final experience at the Rugby League World Cup 2017. You go online at Isuzu Ute dot com dot au and tell them 25 words or less why you and three mates should go to the final oh how good would that be? <laughs> i might get on there too 25 words or less eh? yes yes the best answer will win return airfares to brisbane two nights at the five-star accommodation at the sofitel and fully catered corporate suite tickets for the big game head to isuzuute.com.au enter now terms and conditions apply isuzu go your own way Yes, the Run to the Finals podcast for Big League Magazine, brought to you today by Isuzu Ute. You want to win that final experience for the Rugby League World Cup, go to the website, isuzuute.com.au. A man that played in World Cups, uh, played New South Wales, captain New South... Back when you know New South Wales used to win things. Wasn't that Pam? a good time? Yeah, Newcastle Knight legend as well. Uh, now see him on Fox Sports, it's Danny Badiris. Hey, Danny. Hey, guys. How are you going? Yeah, really well. Tell us about what you're doing with the Hogs for the Homeless. One, do you have a hog? <laughs> or did you just turn up because War Choppy is in your neck of the woods? Well, I've I've got a fair bit of the gear, but I haven't got a bike. So <laughs> I, I bought a bike, um, but I was still too cold. It was so cold. We had Ian uh, Schubert is our leader. He's the gang leader, but uh, it's Freddie's uh, foundation, I guess you could say, for a long time. There's, I think it's seven years they had the Hulks for Homeless. And in line with uh, the partnership with uh, Youth Off the Streets, they've raised... Uh, a lot of money, 800000 I think. And then we just, the last couple of years, we've gone into little pockets of areas in, in New South Wales and really tried to get a few things done um, in the community. And at night, we put on a, a few beers and a few auction items, and away we go on our bikes again the next day. So it's not too much. It's hard work when you're there because you're ripping in and getting things done uh, yeah. or whatever. But, yeah, to ride a motorbike and have a few beers and talk to some great people in the bush, it's good fun. <laughs> what did you actually do up there? Um, through Home Timber and Hardware, they donated, I think it's around 30000 uh worth of materials. And we, re- we redid the stadium grandstand. And with about, I think it was 35 sure. tradies. Tradies took the day off work and they were coming and helped us. And they were just, we were just banging hammers and asking all these footy questions. I was asking about the bush, how they were going, and a bit of bantering amongst the day. And uh, Josh Perry was there. Joey arrived. Andrew Johns arrived. Um, and we all down tools when Joey arrived. <laughs> I was going to say, how did he go on the hammer with the tool belt on? Uh, he drove a couple of nails in and a, and a few little screws. He was good. And then um, had a rest. <laughs> he, wasn't, he wasn't an apprentice plumber. That was his first job back in the day, but he okay. found himself on a roof 
two weeks in on, I think that was the last of his apprentice plumbing <laughs> and plumbing. So he's a scared of heights, Joey. Uh, but it was great to have him oh, up there. Obviously, the locals love hearing from one of the greats. Tell us, we're into finals footy now. What are your predictions, I guess, for the grand final and particularly this weekend? Because we've got a lot of um, we've got a lot of games that could mm. end up either way, I guess, this weekend. Mm. How do you see it unfolding? Yeah, it's definitely been one of those seasons, especially in the top eight, apart from Melbourne. Melbourne's just had a, a such a dominant season and uh, they don't look like uh, slowing up in any way, shape or form. They've got every important position covered, but not only a good player, probably the best player in the game in that position. So mm-hmm. you start to think to yourself, who, who's going to beat them and how they're going to beat them? And um, the Eels get a chance to do that this week and you know they're trying, trying to maybe throw them off their game a little bit. But... Um, in, in the press, but it all come down to the to this, what happens between the white lines and, and Melbourne are, are very comfortable in that situation and they've been uh, doing their thing for a long time now and um, have to defend their tactics all the time, but um, they'll go out there and play really well. They're just so big and so physical and the way they just pull through the line with their big guys and then in comes the smarts with uh, Smith, Cronk, Slater, Munster. Mm. Oh, it's just they're pretty to watch, great to watch and um, but yeah, the kicks off on Friday night with the Roosters, Brisbane. There's probably the two teams in in that um, coming second and third that probably could um, you know, rival Melbourne. But the Roosters have got the game, but they need to be on playing 100% in, in every area to win. Mm. You're very recently retired, Danny. Do you notice? And the wrestle was around when when you were still playing. Do you? Is it more noticeable? Is it more pronounced against the Melbourne Storm, or, or sides caught up now? It is because they they consistently, you if you were to put a stopwatch on every ruck, yeah, you very rarely see a quick one and a slow one, or a slow one, slow one, quick one. It's always consistent, time wise, right. consistent, yeah. consistent. So then the referees they don't blow penalties because it's consistent. But if you get a quick one, a quick one, and then a slow one, they'll blow, they'll blow a penalty. Sure, and that's why Melbourne is so good because they actually understand how to slow the ruck down consistently for eighty minutes. Mm. Interesting. All right, you mentioned Man- uh, Melbourne, understandably, way out in front, but um, who is the side that can challenge them? You look at the Manly side, and I know they had a very good performance against uh, the Penrith side, and I know you have to defy history to come from where they've they've finished on the table, but they seem to me to be a team with a little bit of momentum. Yeah, they do. They, they've got some, some so many good things about their game, but then they're just laps in concentration or a few different decisions that get made that... Um, really spoil, I guess, the 80 minutes. But, you know, there's so many parts of the game. Jeez, if they play like that for uh, the 80 minutes, they could, they could beat most teams. And, um, you know, David Cherry Evans and Blake Green in the halves. Uh, you need good halves, and they're definitely good halves. And then Arpie Corusau, um, the number nine's explosive out of dummy half. And the guy that's just going to be, you know, New South Wales, whatever he wants to do, wing <laughs> or fullback in the next couple of years, Tommy Trevojevic at the back. He's just an exceptional talent, and um, so then they've also got some they've got some muscle up front as well. So, but they need to consistently play for the eighty minutes to to make to factor into the back end of this final series. I've got a curly one for you. If you were New South Wales coach, if you were picking your team tomorrow, who would be your fullback, James Tedesco or Tommy Trebojevic? We talk about this in the office Good all the time, question. and we cannot figure it out. Who would be yours? Yeah, I'd go Tedesco. I'd go Tedesco, and then obviously Tommy on the wing. But you play a style where you can incorporate both of them in the into the attacking um, 
fullback position. There's some things you could do that could really get them in and around the middle together and pose a lot of problems, I guess, for any team. Mm. Now, the Legends of League Nines tournament, as it's going to be described on social media, hashtag LOL, which is probably <laughs> already taken. But anyway, we're going to go with it as well. That's been announced <laughs> this morning. Bedsy, you've put your hand up again. Yeah. How's the training coming along? Uh, well, mate, it's it's one of those things where in amongst that, I've got a, a marathon next week or a couple of weeks for the Blackmore Sydney one, and then I'm doing Mount Everest. So I'll, I'll probably come back from I'll probably be thirty kilos when I come back. So I'll just get thrown around the field um, late November. So I'll have to go on a big regime when I come back and put on at least get to some sort of fight and weight around eighty kilos would be nice. It's nice to see you're enjoying your retirement. <laughs> Really just um, yeah, running back. Yeah, and running marathons and <laughs> climbing Everest. Climbing Everest. Yeah. I know. It's all, it's all, and that's the big thing as well. All that, those three things we've spoken about there, the Legends of the League and Everest and um, North Base Camp Everest and um, and the marathon. And that's, that's all for the Mark Hughes Foundation. So that's uh, obviously pretty close to the heart. So there's always something going on with the foundation. They're kicking goals everywhere. And yeah, so they're, It'll be a good back end of the season for um, the foundation. They just had their ball the other day, yeah, three weeks ago, two weeks ago, and they once again raised over two hundred fifteen thousand. So, yeah, it's a big foundation going really well. Yeah, it's awesome. Uh, just quickly before we let you go, uh, can't do that without asking Newcastle third straight wooden spoon for the club, and yet there were some positive signs coming out of it. What are you? A lot of players coming next year. What are your expectations of the Knights twenty eighteen? It's amazing, isn't it? It's to think that. Um, everyone's sort of so positive about things when you just collected the third wooden yeah. spoon or what a row. Yeah. So there's a lot of good things happening and a lot of good news in and around the club for people that are in the community that know that that's what's important to the place. And the first thing was the ownership, get that sorted. Uh, the recruitment's yes. been very active and it's been pretty astute, I guess you could say as well. Uh, they're still not finished. They've got a lot of a fair bit of money to, to spend. So they're just waiting and biding their time to see what what's going to happen in club with a lot of the club situation and actually got the money to jump on and, and grab someone there. So, um, and then obviously we've got a centre of excellence that's just been signed off on as well, which is a $10 million project. And yeah. well, I think, uh, so that's Matt Gilly, who's the CEO. He's been doing this for six years now. So he gets us learn on the run. And uh, when you look back on his time, he has ticked a lot of boxes now that you'd be pretty comfortable um, with. And, you know, whoever's involved at the club and as a player, and as a coach, when things start to click and um, be consistent, uh, geez, they're in for a hell of a ride. Yeah. They're in for a great time, and it's exciting for because uh, the fans here, they're just crying out to cheer something. Well, they just want yeah. to cheer something. 20,000 people turned up to watch them run last, you know, round 26 for Roll yeah. Boys Day. It just gives you an understanding of the level of commitment from the fans up there. It's fantastic. Danny, yeah, great to have a chat, mate. I know there's lots of things you're covering off there, but we do appreciate it, mate. Enjoy the final series. Great. Sandy, guys, thanks a lot. Big League Magazine podcast. It is the first week of the finals, or the run to the finals podcast. So we're here. We're here with Pam. No Maria today. Uh, but we do have a... Is it glossy cover this week yes. on Big League Magazine? Isn't it beautiful? It is the uh, yeah bumper finals edition. Sure. Um, so we've got a couple of posters in there this week, which is pretty great. So Nathan Cleary, I saw. Nathan Cleary, top point scorer. And then Suli Vinavalu, top try scorer. And then Melbourne Storm as well for the minor premiership. So right. yeah, a couple of things in there. 
Okay, cool. Now, yeah. what else uh, from a story point of view? So Ben Hunt has penned a column for us this week, just talking about um, how the spine at um, Broncos has changed. Obviously, no Darius Boyd this week either, mm-hmm. so they're mixing things up a little bit. Um, Did, is he doing that to supplement his one point two million dollars <laughs> company? That is, this is outside of it. This oh right, is, uh, this is not a third party agreement that Big League <laughs> Magazine had with no. the St. George Illawarra no, no, Right, no, I'll just no, clarify. No, no. Just also, he plays for the Broncos currently. Oh, so I see. We're in do you that understand? Contract here. Yes, I do understand. Yeah, yes, so, um, but yeah, and then we've got a, we've got stories um, on every team that's in the finals, obviously all eight of them. Mm. Um, I spoke to Michael Jennings from Parramatta. Um, he has not won in Melbourne during a finals match. The only two is Frank Pritchard. So in the Eels team, Frank Pritchard has won in Melbourne. Yes. Um, 2014 with the Bulldogs. Yep. Um, and Bo Scott, 2013 with Newcastle. Oh, Remember, yeah, they won the yeah, semi-final to make it game. into yeah. the preliminary. So they're the only two. So, um, and Jenko was saying that um, Brad Arthur reminds him every week what he was recruited for, which is this time of year now. So his finals experience. So Brad Arthur says to him every week, this is why we got you here. This It's your experience that got you here. Perform. Isn't that great? Isn't it great? Yeah, so, yeah. But in the past few weeks. Because he's never he's been, been a leader, Michael Jennings. No. And I think it's something that he has struggled with because he, I mean, at Penrith, he obviously had issues at Penrith and then he went over to the Roosters and he was in a team of superstars. I mean, he was playing with Sonny Bill, you know. Yeah. Um, so, but and he then scored he's that brilliant at, try in the uh, 2013 grand final. Yeah. Well, there's been no doubt that he's an unreal player, very mm. gifted. Um, but now this is just another another side of him that he's kind of had to exercise. I mean, he's he's been brought to Parramatta for, yeah, for that finals experience, for his Australia experience, mm. for playing for New South Wales and, and performing in those big moments. And a lot of those, a lot of those players haven't had any finals experience. I mean, there's a couple. Um, Kyrsomi Ava obviously won a premiership sure. with the Rabbitohs. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Tim Manor, played I think three finals games for Parramatta in 2009, 2009. and then yeah. hasn't played since and right. and a lot of these players haven't had any finals experience so yeah it was interesting to for him to yeah admit look I've, I've got to work on my leadership and and that's what he's been doing so very interesting first game is Roosters versus the Broncos so the Roosters season has been incredible in that they finished second last last year and there were a lot of mitigating circumstances around that they weren't that bad but you know things beyond their control mm-hmm. um, saw them finish second last and then I guess everyone's a little bit surprised that they finished second this year in the fact that they've played some really great football at different stages, but at other stages it's like, oh. for example, last Saturday against the Gold Coast Titans. Yeah, it wasn't that crazy. Mm. Um, that was a very interesting game. They did rest a couple of players, but um, yeah, they do have this big game experience. So mm. I think they're quite evenly matched, obviously, with the Broncos this week. So this is going to be a cracking game. Uh, no Darius Boyd for the Broncos, huge. though. So that is that is really huge. Cody Nickarim has been named back there at fullback. Um, do we assume he plays there? I can't assume anything no, <laughs> with Wayne no, that, Bennett. That's so true. Yep. Uh, no. I no. mean, I don't think you can. There is a couple of players there who can obviously play fullback. Um, but Anthony I mean, Milford started his NRL career. That's as a what fullback. I was just going to say. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Milford. Um, Jordan Kahu. That's right. Has been spectacular for New Zealand as a fullback. David Mead has played fullback. David Mead has well. played fullback. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think you can assume anything there. I think we can assume this is going to be a tight game, though. Um, I think Roosters to win. It's interesting. Joseph Manu, Latrell Mitchell. Mitch Orbison, Blake Ferguson, I'm, I don't get confident defensively around that mm-hmm. three-quarter line. 
Um, and if you look at one of the Gold Coast Titans tries on the weekend, it was Latrell just a bad read. Like just count your numbers, didn't do it, try. Yeah. Um, and no doubt that was on their left-hand side defensively. So right side you're looking at uh, James Roberts, uh, who's going to be involved in that with Jordan Carhu. So it's a strength for the Broncos. Uh, there's a lot to happen in the middle of the field that the Roosters can do that can negate that, but uh, I think that's a, a big threat for them. I think the Roosters can win this one at home. Saturday afternoon is the Melbourne Storm, the machine that it is, taking on the Parramatta Reels. And the war of words has erupted between <laughs> Craig Bellamy and Brad Arthur. Isn't it great? I'm glad they've given us something to, to chat about. Um, but, yeah, maybe it is a bit of the pot calling the kettle black. But, um, yeah, a bit of uh, a to and fro back there mm. for the wrestling tactics. I think both teams are probably uh, equally as, as guilty. If the Storm do it better, that's that's their own prerogative, I that's guess. That's right. Um, but, yeah, who could see Melbourne losing this one? I, I think the Eels are a type of side that could worry them. But I also think that in Melbourne, on an occasion like this when Cameron Smith goes past Darren Lockyer and it's hashtag Cam356, which just blows your mind away. Mm-hmm. But, you know, So it's a big game anyway. It's a semi-final. Now it's a milestone game. Now it's against a side that they're a bit upset with. Uh, so it's the storm to continue their winning run for me um, very comfortably. Billy Slater and Nelson Asifah Solomona weren't in the side last year and they still went all the way to the grand final in, Nearly won it. So there's those attacking threats are a massive bonus for them. And I think Felice Cafusi is probably playing better than Kevin Proctor did last year. So lots of upside there for the Melbourne Storm. The game on Saturday night is the Manly versus Panthers game. Of course, just last week, they got pumped. Mm-hmm. Well, 28-12 was the final score, but it was all over just after halftime, wasn't it? It really was. Um yeah, it's it's upsetting, I guess, because Panthers obviously went on that great winning streak. I think they won seven in a row. Um, they were going for eight in a row, I think, I believe, uh, against Manly last week, mm. um, and then fell at the. Oh, sorry, no, that was the week before. Um, oh, so the they two, did win. Two, yeah, they lost their last yeah. two. Yeah. Yeah. So they they um, are not carrying any momentum into this game. Zero. Whereas Manly are. However, both teams have been. Pretty inconsistent, I think, this year. Even though the Panthers have did win those seven straight games, yep. they weren't overly convincing. They still hadn't found their best footy. And now without Dylan Edwards, who is phenomenal at the back there, mm. no Matt Moylan and with everything that's been happening at the club this week, um, you'd have to assume that it's going to be another rough, a rough week on the field for them. But, um, you know, we often see... Clubs come out, teams come out after a rough week and, and put in a good performance. So they're very capable of doing that. And they're very capable, I think, of beating Manly. Um, Manly have that little, they have an off game in them, that's for sure. So we saw them lose quite convincingly twice in a row. Yes. Um, where they conceded over 90 points um, twice, yeah, in two games. Recently. A couple too. of weeks ago. Yeah. 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 So, um, but I mean, they're playing some great footy at the moment. Daly, Daly Cherry Evans is in great form. Tom yes. Trebojevic. Uh, yeah, I think Manly to win. Too much going on at Penrith. Like there's, there's, t- there's too many distractions. Dylan Edwards being out is a is a huge loss. Although he is named in Jersey twenty, but we mm-hmm. anticipate that he won't be playing. Matt, so at that time you just need Matt Moylan to be around, and he's not. Yeah. So this is this is where they're they're going with Farre at fullback, and uh, Wateni's a Lesniak will probably go back there at a different stage, and it's just it it's they needed everything to be going right for them at this time of year where they're finished, and, and it hasn't. So. Yeah. Um, although Manly can have that bad performance, I don't anticipate it to be this week. I expect Trebojevic, T, and 
I'll throw in Tabrojevic J. Uh, DCE to lead them, and Happy Coruscant will be uh, good against an old club of his as well. So Manly to win that one, and I think they could do it pretty comfortably too. I thought Brian Kelly was exceptional Wasn't he? last week in that game. Sharks up against the Cowboys. The Cowboys have just they've just limped into the final series. Um, Sharks are okay against the Newcastle Knights, but you just think they've got that big performance in them, or certainly I do. Yeah. Well, they, they do because they haven't really shown it uh, yet this year, have they? They've they've had a couple of good performances, but they haven't been dominating no. anywhere near as much as they did last year. Paul Gallen, obviously, last week was incredible. If he keeps up that form, yeah. uh, they will go all the way to the grand final. He was unreal. He ran for 300 metres or something like that. Mm. Um, just incredible. I think he really did um, carry them last week. He just kind of led from the front. He was, he was unbelievable. So... Uh, yeah, these these two teams have met in the finals, I think, four times in recently. So they they would. So we anticipating a seven tackle set at <laughs> any stage during the course of this. Yeah. Oh, God, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think Sharks will win this one. I think Cowboys, as we said, they've limped into their finals. They've yeah. been pretty brave. Very. Very, very brave. They've played quite well. Uh, Michael Morgan has been fantastic, as has Jason Taumalolo. Uh, they've been trying their best, but uh, I expect Sharks to carry on with this one. Carry, uh, coming of age for Michael Morgan, I think. You know, he's been an Origin player and an Australian player, and yet he's this is this will be the making of him. Um, yeah. And Taumalolo, as you mentioned, has been fantastic. The, the noise around Maloney and in or out and the talking that he does is, I, I, I think that's its distraction. I, I think there's a you know there's there's not quite the harmony there for whatever reason that there was last year. Now whether that's contributing to performances or whether you can attribute that to performances, I don't know. But it's not it's not the strong, secure, mm-hmm. mistake-free side that we had last year, and that for that reason. You know, yeah, you want to send them all the way to the grand final. I'm not as convinced with the Sharks. I think they win against the Cowboys, but yeah, they've got a lot of there's a there's a big gap from the football they were playing at the back end of last year to the football they're playing now. Um, and unless they come out and really blow the Cowboys off the park, then I'm 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 yet to be convinced. So there you go. They are the four games, uh, the semi-finals that are all. Uh, we anticipate greatly uh, coming up over the course of this weekend. You're listening to the Big League Podcast brought to you today by Izuzu. You remember, get online and check it out if you want to go to the World Cup final, izuzu.com.au. There it is. That's the cover of the Big League magazine for the run to the finals. Uh, we're at the finals. What boycott of the captain's call? There they all are. There they all are. There they are. And they're on the cover of your Big League magazine. So go and check it out this week. Uh, actually, don't check it out. Pick it up, walk to the counter and buy it. That's mm-hmm. how you do it, right? Yes, that's how you do it. Or from distributors at the game. Don't just flick through it. No, don't flick <laughs> Back in the day when you... <coughs> All right, we won't go there. <laughs> now, remember, this is brought to you by Isuzu Ute, the official automotive partner of Rugby League World Cup 2017. And Isuzu Ute is giving you a chance to win the ultimate final experience at the Rugby League World Cup. Go online at isuzuute.com.au. 25 words or less, Pam Whaley. Mm-hmm. You're a wordsmith. You've struggled to get it into 25 words or less. Yeah. yeah, I've just got so much to say. Exactly. That's the point. But you and your three mates, if you're the best, are judged the best by Azuzu Ute. I don't know if I could enter this. Why not? Because you're an employee? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. not an employee, so 
I'll be entering. Okay. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. uh, best, uh, best answer wins return airfares to Brisbane. Two nights at the five-star accommodation at the Sofitel Hotel, which is outstanding. Uh, fully catered corporate suite tickets for the big game. And, of course, you can head to isuzuute.com.au. Enter now. Terms and conditions apply. Isuzu Ute, go your own way. Fearless predictions time. And we need to look back before we look forward. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking back, uh, we look at last week's game. Maria tipped the Bulldogs to win. Well done. But Michael Leisha to try assists mm-hmm. didn't happen. No, it didn't. No. Uh, played well, though. Played well. Had a great game. Uh, she didn't get there, unfortunately, Maria. So, bad luck. Bad uh, luck. <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> mine was Jason Tamalala would run for 220 metres, mm-hmm. which he did just. How many did he get? 223. Oh, wow. Yeah. Uh, and Semi Rad Radra would score three tries, which he took till the 76th minute, but he did it. He did it. So I thought that was pretty fearless. So I'm Definitely. up on the scoreboard. Now, yours, Pam. Was so soft, but I'm so glad it's come through because finally I'm on the board. <laughs> Let's just address that. Uh, yeah. So mine was essentially that the Dragons would miss the finals, Cowboys would be in. So yes. meaning. Essentially, you were saying the Bulldogs would win. Yes. Right. Essentially. Uh, which, which was pretty did. fearless. I, I think so, but yes. I did cop a lot of heat for it. Yeah. Uh, Who from? I'll accept it. Yeah. Us. From Us. yours truly. And Maria. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm happy with that. So I'm on the board. So we've got a score up. Oh, there it is. Maria's not here this week. Uh, she is ill. So I've allegedly. taken over the, <laughs> allegedly, I've taken over the duties. Um, haven't done it quite as well as, as she did. I don't know if It's still quite clear though, uh, like you? who leads. Yeah. I think that's, so Jimmy, that's, that's why I put I you on top there. We've still got a couple of weeks to yeah, catch you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Semi-final time. Now you've got to do your fearless prediction for this week. I believe Maria Cialis has Put one in via postal. Like, yes. Can you believe it? Yeah, getting into the spirit of a postal vote. Nice. She's um, sent hers in. <laughs> Very good. Uh, yeah, so she says, Andrew Fafita, 10 tackle breaks. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, I like that. I don't know I how like many you got last week. Good uh, question. Yeah. Well, oh. What you do is you go to the Big League magazine. If you open up your Big League magazine, mm. you can have a quick check, see yeah, how you many can. you got last Missed week. Missed tackles, line totally hit it, going hand is it? offload, total tackles, missed tackles. No, hasn't got it. Not not in your ready reckoner here in the back of the big league. Right. What it does well, have, though, is minutes played, total tackles, missed tackles. How many tackles did he miss, Andrew Fafita? Just the two. How many did he make? 19 hit-ups, 175 metres, uh, 32 tackles. Decent game. Very good. Um, yeah, so, okay, good luck with that, Maria. Uh, you don't mean that at all, but anyway, go ahead. <laughs> Mine is, uh, so, obviously, week one of the finals, I think Panthers, Cowboys out. Oh. And then I think at least one... Game is going to go to Golden Point. So out of the four, I think at least one will. Oh, okay. So now you're mm-hmm. being brave. So because Panthers and Cowboys are out, it's like, oh, come on. No, but, that's but the, not like, uh, come on. It's, it's like, uh, come on. Anything so, could happen. It's the finals. Oh, good point. Good point. Uh, mm-hmm. But you're saying that one of the four games will go to Golden Point. Yes. That's gutsy. Yeah. That's fearless, which is what we want in this segment. So well done. That's, that's what right. It's that's, called, that, Jimmy. Is, that is what it's called. That is what <laughs> it's called. Um, so mine is probably less fearless than that. And I'm going to say all the home sides or all the all mm-hmm. the sides are uh, allegedly at home and that means all the favorites. So the Roosters, the Storm, the Seagulls mm-hmm. and the Sharks all win. Okay. All win. I think that I still think a lot of yeah, a lot of things obviously have to go your way because the Broncos can can get the roosters and it could be over tomorrow night. So. Can I can I say that in two of those wins, I'll, I'll, I'll up the ante a little bit. Okay, in two good. of those wins, they'll be more than ten points. Two of the wins by will be by 
10 points or more because that could be oh, crucial. Oh, God. This requires maths. Yes. Yes. Okay. Two, two or more of those games. So mm-hmm. three games are more than 10 points. I don't lose it because you, oh, you said two. Okay. So two, two or, or more, more of those games. One by more than 10 points. By those four okay. sides that I mentioned. Okay. Fearless. Fearless. So basically the opposite to mine being that at least one would go to golden point. We could so both still win. Yeah, we could. This is a, this Chances is a, of us both winning this is very... This is a fearless prediction that yeah. where we... Actually, there's, this is a fearless prediction where we all could win. Mm-hmm. Maria Hopefully. as well. So there yeah. you go. Really working together as a team as we're just about to disband for the end of the season. But I <laughs> <laughs> hope you enjoyed the podcast. hope you enjoyed the uh, Facebook Live as well. Thank you very much, Pam. Thanks, Jimmy. Have Thanks a great weekend. Thanks for showing weekend. up, unlike Maria. Oh, yeah, yeah. The less said about Maria, the better, I think. <laughs> hope you have a great Rugby League semi-final weekend. <laughs>